This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. On this day of taping for the very first episode of the new year, Coach Doug Peterson is fired and the Eagles find themselves missing the playoffs for the first time since 2016. I get a chance to sit down with former Eagles wide receiver Jason Avant. We talk about the player's perspective of a coach and system change and what's next for this organization. We also chat about everything from him helping out young receivers with the Eagles, COVID's impact on his business, his future aspirations in the media, and we even even get into a discussion about his exceptional Scrabble play. Get ready to hear Jason Avon tell it like it is on this edition of Gun on One, the podcast. again everybody we thank you for hopping on board on gonna one the podcast um, i'm Derek gun it is brought to you by patterson square garden and i hate to say this but i think we all agree in unison right now the philadelphia eagles are a hot mess uh they're coming out of a losing season so much turmoil so much chaos going on so many rumors and then we get some clarification today with the announcement that head coach doug peterson uh, has been, I hate to use the term, but it's the most accurate term out there, been fired. Uh, so as we look at Doug Peterson's situation, as we look at the Philadelphia Eagles situation, I'm bringing in somebody I have the utmost respect for. I've known him for a long time. He was with the Philadelphia Eagles as a player for eight, nine years, known as one of the toughest slot receivers uh, to come through his era. Uh, he's still active in the community, still active in the media in the Philadelphia area. He is the one and only Jason Avant, one of my all-time favorite people. How you doing, man? What's going on, Gunn? I'm doing great. No complaints at all. God is good to me. You know, and I sit here and I see you. I haven't seen you in so long. You got this Paul Bunyan beard going, man. What, what, what is this? This is just the, the pandemic. You get tired. I, I'm, I'm, I, got, I got no hair on top, so... I have to wear a mask and go. To, I have to take my mask off if I want to, you know, go to the barber. So, and I'm not doing that. So, I, I just let yeah. it grow. Let it grow. Look, man. <laughs> um, I, I, I look at the, when you have when you talk about the beard. Does it itch? I've tried to grow a beard a couple of times, and I have to get rid of it because it starts itching. And I was like, that's it. I can't do this, man. I can't do it. Yeah. So um, initially, it starts to itch. You got to make sure that you wash it and use some beard oil. You'll be fine. Um, but most of that itch has, has to do with them ingrown uh, hair. So, uh, 
Yeah. Once you get those out, you're fine. Now, last season, um, you were a part of the Philadelphia Eagles through the Bill Walsh Diversity Fellowship, and you were yeah. out there coaching young wide receivers. I mean, tell me what that entailed. How did you become basically a coach for the Eagles? Um, you know, I, uh, the pandemic, you know, hurt everything. Um, I, I've had, um, you know, launched trampoline park floor since 2017. And during the pandemic, you know, it shut our business down. And I hate having just idle time. So I said, let me see if I want to, um, you know, if, if I can help, first off, help, because I knew they had three young receivers and then they had, a, you know, a plethora of other young receivers. I said, let me see if I can offer my help. And, and they, um, you know, asked me to come in and, and um, I was the only intern for the year. And, and mm-hmm. it was pretty fun. Um, I tried my best to give as much information to those who wanted it. And um, there was a few guys that that that, that took it and, and elevated. And um, so, so, so it was fun. All right. I want to talk to you more about the coaching aspect in a little bit. But as you know, the big story, uh, mm-hmm. Doug Peterson, uh, earlier today being let go uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie came out with a statement saying he thought it was in the best interest of the organization if they part ways. As you spent time with this se- uh, team this season, you watched the multitude of injuries. You watched the losses continuously piling up. Um, did you get a sense? And then, of course, all the rumors started coming out. You know, Carson and Doug can't get along. Did you get a sense that it will come to this, uh, to this, uh, what we've seen today and heard today? Um, just from my time around the NFL, you know, just as a player and as a coach and just looking it in, um, going to multiple training camps with different teams and all of that, whenever you start to get all of the rumors and mm-hmm. there's, there's fragments within the system where there's, like, leaked stories from, you know, a couple years, you know, um, and then you start hearing, you know, the management and um, different different parts of the organization leaking things. That's usually a good sign that that they're disjointed. And usually that mm. means somebody's getting fired. You know, from your perspective, at times, was it uncomfortable going in there working when you, you hear all this stuff? Or was it just business as usual? Did the, did the team and the players just basically go out about it as business as usual? Um you all there's always rumors in the National Football League, right? But when you're mm-hmm. winning, the rumors are much less and it's and it's quiet. But when you start to lose, there's always gonna be rumors. And there's a professionalism about that game and about the, about this game that you have to put your head down and focus on what you can control. And that's what you do as a coach. That's what yep. you do as a player. You try to get better every day and try to um piece together a win, do as most much as you can in order to give the guys a tip to put them in the right position to win. And if those wins don't come, you know that somebody's going to get fired mm-hmm. and you just have to go ahead and, and, and um, that's the, that's the business that we chose. So there's no, no reason to be fearful or run from it. That's just the, the mm-hmm. nature of this beast and this game, um, you know, and, and to let's get this straight. A lot of people out there would think, okay, well, Doug Peterson, he won the Super Bowl, He got paid and all those things. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people on his staff. There's 25, 26 coaches that some guys are just starting out, you know, so there's guys that may have had one year as a coach um, mm. or a, a quality control guy mm. or, or, you know, someone else. So it's when you when he gets fired, there's a lot of people that get fired. Mm. When you look at the team roster, it, it, it got older. And you look at veteran players like D-Jack, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, yeah. uh, Jason Peters. You had a multitude of high-priced injuries throughout the course of this season. Yeah. 
And then, of course, the rumors start swirling. And, and, and you, are they going to have to tear this thing down now to rebuild it back up? Um, I don't necessarily know what I don't necessarily know what, what tearing it down will look like. But I will say is that, yes, the, the team has gotten older pretty quickly. And yeah. and I would say this is is that I think this is a lesson learned for the organization, for Howie, for Doug, for everyone there. Because you win your first Super Bowl and we we got to recognize that we haven't been there. Right. So this mm-hmm. isn't the Patriots. This isn't, you know, the Steelers where you have, you know, five and six championships. Right. right. This is the Eagles. Right. Where we have, you know, our world championships and we but we have we only have one Super Bowl. So adjusting right. to that success this is the result of that. Now I think the team going forward are going to be able to make pure business decisions rather than um, the contracts of reward, right? So, and that's what I felt that happened, you know, along the way. This is me as an analyst, not necessarily Mm -hmm. a coach, just me as an analyst and looking at this team um, is that we, we gave rewards for winning the Super Bowl. And that's just, that's just, and we didn't evaluate Mm. where a guy is going to be in a year or a year and a half. And, and therefore, and, and, and we're at this, at this conclusion of Doug Peterson's coaching career with the, with, with the Philadelphia Eagles has to do with those decisions. So you were in a locker room for a long time, man, and you went through stuff like this. So right now, so what are players, what, what's going through players' minds right now? You, you know, you've heard all these rumors. Now you find out your head coach, your, tr- your trusted confidant, because all you hear is the players talking about how Doug is a player's coach. Uh, a lot of guys like playing for a Doug Peterson. So what's swirling through a player's mind right now in, in hindsight of this? Um, I would say that you, like, it all depends. Like, I, I, I don't think the players have an, well, let me say this. It all depends on where you were with, with Doug, right? So mm-hmm. like, there, there's, there is a group. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say that it depends on the coach. So, like, I'll, I'll give my 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 example. So, okay. I remember when Coach Reed got fired and, and Chip Kelly was named the head coach. I knew that my time was up as soon as I heard that name, right? Mm-hmm. And I understood his system and I understood what he was he was going to ask me to do when they, it wasn't in my skill set. So, therefore, I knew that my time was done. And I think that depending on who the next coach is – the guys will be able to discern, okay, is this system for me or isn't it? But then there's, but if you're a guy that wants a fresh start where you may have been in a doghouse in in, in the last Mm -hmm. couple of years, you have a fresh start now. So it's not up for them to, you know, to worry about that. I I would say that it's a fresh start for everyone. Um, If, 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 if you are in that, in that group of players that may be a little bit older, it's probably, a good chance that you won't be back. Now, how, how well do you know a Doug Peterson? How well do I know him? I, I've been knowing yeah. him for, for a long, long time. You know, I've, I've, um, I, I think I know him pretty well. Okay, so give me your description of what a Doug Peterson is like as a person and as a coach. Um, I, would, I, would say that Doug, I would say that Doug is a, is a really good person. Um, he tries to do 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 right by people, and um, I think mm-hmm. he's done a good job of that. And um, and he and he he delegates pretty well as far as giving guys you know a chance to um, you know lead and different things like that. And as a coach, you know the one thing I will say is that his teams have never quit. 
And that's mm. that's a good a good quality to have as a head coach is that no, no matter what's going on, no matter what the season has looked like, yeah, you can say, okay, since the Super Bowl, his record has been this and that. Mm-hmm. And we've heard it on Sports Talk Radio over the last, you know, few, um, the last week or so. But his teams have never quit. And that's a good, I, I think that's the way that he would like to be remembered. And um, he won the Super Bowl here. So you can't take that away from him at all. You know what? Not only never quit, but I will say that in all the time that I covered that locker room when Doug Peterson was here, you never heard players grumbling about a Doug Peterson. No matter how good or how bad a situation was, you never heard players complaining about Doug Peterson. You never saw players openly pointing fingers at each other. And I think that's a testament to who Doug is and the culture he established in that locker room, because that's hard to do, as you know, in professional football. That's hard to do when you got so many players out there who are about me first and we second. For him to be able to maintain that consistency in terms of a certain locker room culture, you know, kudos for him, because I don't know how he did it uh, over five years. Yes, that's a tough thing. Everyone has their own agenda, and, and the NFL is – is a doggy dog and, 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 you know, some of the coaches and, and some of the players that have you believe that it's, you know, the team, the team, the team, and, and, um, you know, and we're family and all those things. And that's just, that's just not the truth about right. the NFL, right. Right. you know, and, um, but the coaches that, 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 that have open communication of what they're trying to accomplish and the team goal, the team is true. The family all the time may not be, but, Mm-hmm. You guys can reach your goals together as a team. And that's, mm. that's team goals and that's um, individual goals. You can reach those things together as a team. You can't do it by yourself. And I think that's always been his message. You know, this this has always been an organization, especially in recent years, where you always hear players want to come play for the Philadelphia Eagles because yeah. of the fan base, because of the culture, because of the winning climate here. Yeah. But, in hinds- but in hindsight of all this stuff, you know, a few between the quarterback and the coach, now they're looking for a new head coach, looking for new coaches. Uh, this team's going to have to get a lot younger because of the cap situation. Do you think that'll make a lo- some players shy away from coming here now because of all the uncertainty moving forward? Mm, um, I, I doubt it. The reason I say I doubt it is because the NFC East is always the most desirable division. Mm. Um, you know, there's the most TV ratings in our division. Um, all of our teams are within in the top 10. Most of them are in the top five. I think the Eagles are the only team outside of the top five when it comes to revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's a desirable, um, you know, reason to play football. You know that you're going to be on mm-hmm. primetime television. You know that your games are going to matter um, and people are going to talk about you. So I think the Eagles, like where we're located and what division we're in, mm-hmm. I think that's a big asset. And then you consider – um, you know, the success that the team has had in the division. And there's still some key parts. The team is very, very young. There's a lot of young players that play this year, and that only bodes well going in the future. Mm-hmm. Yes, you suck in the moment, but that doesn't mean that that's going to be that way for, you know, um, mm-hmm. in, in the future because those guys have experience now. So I think that the Eagles is a very, very desirable, desirable location for any player. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, you have to get – the Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts ironed out um, who's going to be the quarterback and the competition and, and all of the drama that has been the last couple of years, even going back to Nick Foles. 
Um, so once you can iron out the drama, I still think the Eagles are still a, a very, very desirable location. Okay, so um, there's going to be a whole lot of stories coming out in the days and weeks ahead about this and what they're looking for. But I want to hone in now on Jason Avant. Coach, I, I, let me let me just grasp that for a moment. Jason Avant is a coach. Hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Jason Avant, well, basically that's what you were doing this past season. You were coaching up young players, right? Yeah, so that that was my goal. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't ha- I didn't have a uh, um, I didn't have a big role, so I I, right. I, did, I worked on technique when I could, you know, because there is a pecking right. order and a system to the National Football League, and I didn't want sure. to overstep my boundary and fringe on Aaron Moorhead or any other guy out there, you know. So sure. um, it's a limited role. So my stuff was just basically fine tuning their technique when they offered it and I had to do it within the framework of, you know, the offense. So, um, you know, it's, it was a very limited role, um, but it was a fun role. Right. So um, I appreciated it. And I, and I thank Doug and Howie for the opportunity that they gave me this year. I don't necessarily know if I'll be doing it next year, um, but my door is always open for the receivers. And the thing is, is that, um, all of them still contact and call me today just because they mm-hmm. understand they hear, when they hear information from someone that's played it and then someone mm-hmm. that can, um, you know, um, talk about it in a way that they can understand, you know, and, and also I still can show them. And that's the thing that that's the, that's the yep. best, best part about it. I'm not too old and, you know, that, that I can't demonstrate the move. So um, it was very, very fun. And, and seeing guys take some gains and some strides, seeing guys get on the field for the first time, it was pretty good. Wait, you still have some, you still have some routes left in that body? You can not, still run not, a few routes? Not, not routes to play. Routes to play. <laughs> would be gone. I, you know, like there's a few receivers that have said, "Man, you we can if if we were in emergency, we you can play in a game." I'm like, "No, you you got this totally messed up." Uh, listen, I, I can sit here on on the practice field and run a yeah. few routes at seventy percent and look like the best receiver in the world. But yeah. when you start running full speed and consecutive plays, my hamstrings would be still in that field. <laughs> so, 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 okay. So, your coaching's in a limited role. You don't want to step on Aaron Moorhead's toes, obviously. And you've known or, Aaron or for any, a long or time, any, or any, or right? It's not it's, right. It's any, it's, it's, it's anyone's, you know. So, it's, it's, it's so you have you, you have to play your part. And when it comes to coaching in the National Football League, you don't want to, you know, overstep your boundaries. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, yeah, I understand. So, you, there's a protocol. You want to make sure everybody's in sync. I, you know, I get that. Mm-hmm. And plus, you, you're handcuffed to a certain degree because of the pandemic. You know, you, you have to be careful about. But did you get the coaching bug? Could you see yourself coaching on a full-time basis as a wide receiver coach or I, whatever whatever the case may pop up? I could. I could. I could do that now. So the only thing is I still have my businesses, so that hinders yep. me a little bit. So I would have to dissolve those that before I can do anything. But yes, I love the, I love the, I love the feel aspect of it. And also like, mm-hmm. I like portions of the game plan as well. See, people don't realize that the coaches are there 90 to mm-hmm. hundred hours a week. Yep. Um, and it's, it's a demanding job. People think you just show up and play. No coaches are there. Not like the minimum, the minimum you're going to work is 90 hours. That's the minimum. Jeez. Woo. Yeah, that's the minimum. You, you, do you think your wife would be willing to let you be away from home that long? Because, you know, hey, hey. Yeah. You know, now you were talking about now you're talking about upsetting the home style, home style now, man. Yeah, that's the, you know, the whole thing. When it when it comes to, to any and all of that stuff, um, gun, you, you, you have to consider your kids, right? You got to consider your yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. 
And, um, and that, and that's, and that's why um, I haven't pursued it 100% yet that with the business, because I, mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that I'm there for my kids and that my kids are okay with that, you know? So um, once that, once that is um, signed off on, I'll do it. But, but I, I want to make sure that they're good first. And I think the most difficult aspect about moving into coaching, especially full time, is the possibility of re- constantly relocating your family to get to a position that you want to get to, whether it's a, a coordinator, maybe even a head coach some day, whether it's on a collegiate level or the pro level. And people don't understand, especially in my business, like I've been dragging my wife and kids around the country coast to coast for a long time. And, you know, by the grace of God, I have a good wife and, you know, we made do and we made it work. Yeah. But, you know, as you, you know, I don't have to tell you this, but there are a lot of people, especially in, in sports as well as broadcasting where sometimes it causes a disintegration of the home life. And yeah. so you have to take all of that stuff into consideration. That's 100%. You know, there's like these, these jobs are very, very demanding and you have to mm-hmm. find the, the balance in it. And you definitely need someone that is very, very understanding. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it, it's a hard thing. And, 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 and to those wives that are, that are, you know, um, you know, coaches wise and even yep. broadcast and whoever, those are strong women and it takes a strong person, strong mm-hmm. woman to do it. So, um, that's the part of, that's part of the, um, the coaching job, you know, and, and, uh, it's not for everyone. It's not for every family. Do you, do, do you have aspirations to be a head coach one day? Do I have aspirations to be a head coach one day? You know, I, I, I would say it would be, it would be cool to be a head, a head coach, but I'm not right. there. I, I'm, I'm, I've never been a guy that said, you know, okay, I want to do this in, in 10 years or 20 years. I try to do my best at what I'm doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And usually that's the step. Those are the steps that, that happen naturally. Um, I've said that even about my college career, my high school career is that I'm not, I'm not going to worry about the pros. I'm not going to worry about college. I'm just going to get as best. Right. Uh, um, I'm going to get, better each day and become the best player that I can. That's the same way I'll do coaching. So I'm not going to focus on, you know, that I'll just try my best to, to get better and learn. Um, and you'll see where that, see where that leads. We, we went through something this past year that we have never, ever gone through before this so-called pandemic. And we had to learn new things about social distancing and masks and hand sanitizers and, all this stuff and a lot of business. Like we were talking about business. A lot of people have had to shut down businesses several yes. times in one year. Some people have not been afforded the opportunity to open up a business. And I'm talking about family owned businesses that have been around 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. And now they're gone forever. Yeah. You being a businessman, you have the, uh, the, the launch, mm-hmm. you know, trampoline parks. I believe you have what? Two or three now. I have three. Yeah. Okay. So how hard will you hit? By this pandemic this past year? Um, very hard. Like all of my stores have been shut down and I've been reluctant to open them just because of the uncertainty of the country. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of businesses that um, were told that they could reopen only to shut down mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I you, you have to know when the iron is hot. And we're, we've done our best to, to conserve and save our money to be able to strike when. Um, it gives us the best opportunity to succeed. And I don't think that yep. that time has come yet because if I only can open at 25% capacity, that won't, mm-hmm. you know, that won't dent my payroll. So, um, you know, the time isn't now and we'll see. I, I, have, I have a few more weeks to, to, to make a final proclamation 
uh, um, you know, to see if we're going to be able to survive or not. Um, mm. Doing everything that we can, trying to stay off as long as we can. But um, we'll see how it goes. It, it's still up in the air, um, but it's definitely hurt. It's taken, uh, it's taken, you know, uh, a, multi, a million dollar, you know, business or so yep. you know, and more. Um, just, you know, it's, you know, just blow on it. You, 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 and it's, you know, it's gone for a year. Mm. It's how life is. You have to learn and adapt, um, adjust and adapt. And that's what, um, I, I've been doing. You, you, you learn different, you know, methodologies and, um, mm-hmm. you, you make sure that you're keeping relationships with people good. Um, yeah. and that's what I was able to do with the Eagles is that I've always had a good relationship with them. And, and therefore mm-hmm. when I, when I asked to come in, um, it was done. So, um, it just goes to show you, like, you know, you know, how you treat people along the way uh, mm-hmm. definitely comes back. You know, now that we have this vaccine out there and obviously it's slowly but surely looking like hopefully by this summer, everybody will be vaccinated um, mm-hmm. with this with this COVID thing. Um, you just said that you're going to give yourself maybe a few weeks before you have to make some definitive decisions about what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> could you could you see yourself possibly closing down for good after after you've put so much time and effort or are you talking about just that could, stepping away from it for now, right now maybe look at it again in may june or july i wish i wish i had unlimited pockets in order to look at it to save it to may june mm. july but you have people that demanding wow. money you know you have your banks you have your landlords you have um vendors you have a lot of people that you know are looking after you know money so um it all depends on if they're willing to work and play ball, understanding the pandemic. There are some people that understand it and they understand that their business model as they know it needs to be adjusted. And then those, there are those that are still in denial. They're still thinking that this is 1999 and the retail industry is booming, right? Mm. They don't realize that people can, can do work from Zoom now and do work from home and and, and and people are reluctant to go into retail shopping centers, right? So that person with that strong mind is not going to work with you and, and when it comes to negotiations. So it all depends. It's, it depends on a, a bunch of different factors. You know, I've known you, man, for a long time, man. You and I have had some great conversations. And, you know, um, your life story is well documented. You've told it to me as well as many who would listen about where you came up on the south side of Chicago and some of the things you had to sidestep just to be standing here today to tell your story. Uh, when you look back on, on where you came up, you ended up going to a prestigious university like the University of Michigan. You get drafted in the National Football League. You played, what, 11 yeah. years in the NFL? 11 years in the NFL. And then you were a successful business owner. Tell me how much you exceeded life expectations that nah, you have for yourself. You know what, man, is I appreciate all of those things. Um, Gunna, like you've always been an inspiration to me. Um, you know, always being on the beat. I remember you after each game <laughs> there and so many other, yeah. and so, and so many other you know, <laughs> memories of, of us being together. So I appreciate that. And I look up to you. Um, yeah. I would say that, um, you know, it's a blessing. I, I've had a lot of people to help me along the way. And that's, and that there's, mm-hmm. there's this like, misconception or this um this idea that people are self-made um there's there's um mm-hmm. nobody that i know gunner that is self-made 
Um, I had a praying grandmother. I had, right. you know, teachers. I had a tough upbringing, but there were people along the way once they saw that I had a mindset to try to do the right thing to help me along the way. Um, so most of my, mm-hmm. my friends and family did not make it out of that neighborhood and they're probably not here or, or mm-hmm. somewhere, you know, in prison or things like that. So I know that I'm blessed and I know that I'm fortunate to, in order to, 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 to be living um, the way that I am, to have mm-hmm. you know, healthy children and have some success. So um, I definitely have, you know, overachieved in life. But um, my grandmother would say, you ain't seen nothing yet because God is still working, still doing stuff. And, um, and that's mm. the way I take it. Um, I, I still believe in Jesus Christ. I still uh, try my best to live, mm-hmm. you know, according to his word. And um, I try to treat people right. And, um, and it's taken me a long way. So um, and I'll try my best to keep doing the same things. Mm. You ever step back and say, why me, Lord? When, when, you, when you look at what you had to yeah. go through and you talk, you've, talked, you've talked about relatives that you've, you've watched yeah. die. And you ever say to yourself, why was I singled out out of all the possibilities in this environment, in this neighborhood that I grew up in? You know what? I, you know what I, I think that because, and I have, but I think that I was willing to, to share it, right? So, and I was willing to, to, to give God the most, the most glory in that I was the most mm-hmm. unlikely. Therefore, um, mm-hmm. it, it's a bigger story. It's, 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 it makes, it's, it's more astonishing um, because I was the littlest, I was the slowest, um, you know, you know, there was a lot of things that were, that were going against me and, and I was able to share that story. And, and my career in the NFL was not about me catching passes. It was about me helping men. And that was my, 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 my calling in the NFL. I had fun catching third downs and fourth downs in critical situations. That was my role. Mm-hmm. I didn't do much more than that. But off the field, um, me being able to help guide young men was, was my calling. And um, that's why I think I was there. Do you think uh, your, your testimony was more impactful, especially when you would share it with a lot of young people who even professional athletes who were coming up similar to what you came up through, because you didn't just research it. You were living it. You've lived it. So firsthand experience, do you think that helped have more of an oh, impact? Oh, 100%. Because I can talk the language. I know about, you know, I know, uh-huh. I know about drugs and I know about trap. I know about all of the stuff that, that goes on in a lot of the lives that makes the NFL because the guys that make it to the NFL um, they don't want to turn back around. So the guys that have a lot of options, those are the guys that don't make it to the NFL. The guys that have like not many options because they're they're they don't want to go back to you know a dire you know situation. Those guys are fighting, clawing, scratching to make mm-hmm. it. So therefore, I was able to speak their language. I was able to um, tell a story of how to overcome, and they can see it. Um, because most people, when they hear me speak or they have a conversation with me, they're like, oh, this guy's not yep. from, you know, South South Chicago, Wild Hoogers, you know, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, they, they don't they don't they don't believe me if I tell them. But um, God has been good to me, Gunner, and it, it, it's it truly been, mm. um, you know, the best part of, of, of my life. You've dabbled in so many different things. You've lived so many different things. You even in the media. Yeah. Do you see yourself getting back in the media? Maybe if you don't get you into coaching, that, I'm, I think I'm going to pursue that more so now. 
Um, you know, just because I, I'm sorry, Gun, for, for for walking away. I got to get a charger for my phone. <laughs> these are these are the that's the all right. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but but you do you still want to be a part of broadcasting? Yeah, stuff? I'm, I'm definitely going to 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 pursue that. I'm going to pursue it like wholeheartedly. Um, um, I, I've been I've been reaching out to a few people, and um, that's what I'm going to pursue. I'm going to pursue the media. So I'm, I'm going to be asking you a bunch of questions of how to how to how to clean up my act. <laughs> you know, I, I would be more than happy to assist you, but I got to ask you this. Why is it that athlete and I'm not saying you, but a lot of athletes and I give Brian Westbrook grief about this all the time when they're players, they like they look at the media in a lot of ways like I don't have time for you. I don't want to be bothered. But all of a sudden, when their playing days are over, they want to make the transition and become one of the ones that they hate to deal with. Let's, Why see, is but that? That's not my case. I've, 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 I very rarely turned down an interview unless it was like right after a game. Yes, you know, I agree. So, and and I stayed, I yes. stayed at my locker. I was the only one at my locker. And, they, and people got tired of listening. Like yes. listening to me. You know, so... I try my best to treat people the right way, and because um, you never you never know what where life leads you, you know. But I thought it was the right thing to do. But um, you know, the the media for us, I think that a lot of times, um, when when I'm listening or hearing a game, and I'm looking at, right. it, I'm like, the person that's 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 calling the game really doesn't know what he's talking about in that moment in that time because mm-hmm. you know mm. you, you look at the game you see you see something you're like no that's not it that wasn't that coverage that wasn't his responsibility or his role so therefore you begin to see that there's right. a need for it. um and you know and, and it's for the first time you can be free when you speak and that's my favorite part about the media when I, when I'm with the Eagles okay. right okay. I can't say what I want because there's a hierarchy and you're an employee and you're an independent contractor as the media and you work for them. So you can't say, you know, random stuff, but your opinion, you can be very opinionated and um, there's nothing wrong with that. Actually that's encouraged. And I'm a very opinionated person. And uh, sometimes I have to Mm -hmm. squash that when, when, when it comes to organization and necessarily football, you know, do you want, do you want to do TV or radio or both? Um, I'll do both. Yeah, so I, I, I um, hopefully, yeah. I, hopefully I can get good like Gunner and Gunner. You got to teach me, man. That's the thing. Like I need, I need to be mentored by the best. I'm here for you. The best, and you are the I best. Would, look, you man. are the best. So I need to be. Mentored. Stop trying to make me blush, man. <laughs> you are. Stop trying to make man, me blush. But, but you know what? I will go out of my way for you anytime, anywhere, because of who you are and what you've always stood for. So all you got to do is call. And I will see, yeah, I will critique. You know me. I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you, and I'm gonna tell you like it is. And I would be happy Stop. to do it listen, for you. I listen, more I'm, than I'm happy to do it for you. I'm holding you to that gun. I'm holding. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I, all right. I, I don't want to hold you too much longer because yeah. I know you got things to do. Take but time. I gotta ask gonna, you this. Gonna hear I heard stuff in the background, all right? Because these kids get louder and louder. That's all right. I can't control them for about twenty minutes. That's all right. <laughs> Hey, look, man, I, in, in my house, there's we have five adults living here, three dogs, and a two-year-old grandson I call a demolition oh, yeah. expert. So <laughs> I, have, I have a master's degree in chaos in my house. So I am, I'm worried about extraneous noises, but I got to ask you this. I heard that you were this um, accomplished oh, Scrabble man. player. Is that true? I, I, you know what? I was, Is that I true? was very good at one point. Nowadays, I'm like I haven't played in maybe a year and a half, maybe two. 
So I haven't played in a while. I hadn't had okay. time. I've been running businesses. Kids are getting older. So I hadn't had time. And then the group of people that I played with, um, they moved out of the area. So so I would play all the time. Mm. Now I don't play as much. But at one point, I love Scrabble. And I still do love I still do love the game. It's just that I hadn't played as much anymore. I would play, I used to walk around with a Scrabble dictionary because I, I had to catch up. I had to catch what? up, huh? Yeah. So so, so you're like a six degree black belt in Scrabble. Is that what you're telling me? No, is that what you're I'm not telling like me? That, but I, I used, I used to like, I used to master all the two and three letter words because those, those keep the game alive. And then when you get your chance to, 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 to get a bingo yeah. or get, get the highest score, it, it be, it, it's good. See, the reason I'm asking you is because <clears throat> I used to play my wife Scrabble all the time. She used to always rope me into playing Scrabble with it. Uh-huh. And she used to she used to beat me like a rug, man. And yeah, I don't take losing well. I don't care if it's tiddly winks. Yeah. I don't like to lose. And she and I, you know, and then she would get to a point, I said, Hey man, that's not a word. And she would say, Well, if you look it up and you find out it's a word, it's gonna cost you points. Caught, yeah. So it was like the it was like the Jedi mind tricks. I was afraid to look at the Scrabble dictionary because <laughs> if I was wrong. I'm already getting beat by 300 points. No, I can't let her take more points from no, me. Man. You know, so you, I want, so I you want, gotta I teach want, me. I want to what? play you and her. That's see now that'll get me you, going. That'll get me going. You don't want to play. You don't want to play me. You want to play her. Yeah, you don't want to play me. Play, yeah, I want to play both of y'all. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah, you both of you be sitting here using me like a ping pong ball. I'd be like <laughs> the pat the ball between the two paddles. You'd be like 300 here, three. I have like 30 points. Hell, I'm no. bad when it comes you, to crap. Yeah, you, I'm bad. You can do it. No, you can do it. So, so. So if you want me to help critique you to enhance your your marketability in broadcasting, <laughs> you got to teach me the little cheat sheets in Scrabble. I haven't played my wife in like eight, nine years. I refuse to play her. Yeah. Just, I won't play her anymore. The cheat, the cheat sheet for Scrabble is to learn as many two and three letter words as you can because that keeps the game alive. That's it. That's, 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 that's it. it. And then the two letter words... They're out. They're not just English words, right? So they could be. It could be a yes. word. In, it could be a word in, and you know, Greek or something else. That's part of the Scrabble dictionary. They it's their own um, dictionary. So A I A E, um, all of those types of things are words in Scrabble. So you know, those are words. S H. Those are words in Scrabble, but they're not words in real life. You know, or in the, in the English language. So you tell me I got to go out now, get me a Scrabble dictionary, and start reading the doggone dictionary now. Is that yeah. what you're telling me? Well, you, yeah, that that would be. Oh, if, if, you can, no. if you can learn all the two-letter words, that'll yeah. that'll change your game. And then as you can get more more and more three-letter words, the hard ones, and know where right. the traps are. Like there's no there. Like a C will totally trap and kill the board. So therefore, you have to know when to put that down and when not to. Those types of things. All right, I'll be coming back to you on this one. Yeah. <laughs> and when we and we get through this pandemic stuff, we're going to sit down and break bread, man. Just have a good time talking over old times. I will help you with broadcasting. You help me with Scrabble. It's a lunch date. Mark no, it down. there it is. There right? it is. There it is. All right. <laughs> but I can't thank you enough for taking time to talk to us on Gun on the Podcast, my man. And don't be surprised if I call you back down the road again and get you back on again sometime as well. You know, you know anything um, for you, anytime. That's, that's no problem at all, anytime. I appreciate it, brother. That's going to wrap up this latest edition of Gun on One, the podcast brought to you by Patterson Square Garden. For my man, my good friend, my colleague, Jason Nevada, I'm Derek Gunn. As I tell you each and every week, everybody, stay blessed. But more importantly, continue to be a blessing to each and every person you encounter. We'll talk to you again next week. So long, everybody.
production of D-Gun Enterprises in Patterson Square Garden. Alvin Shabazian and Wes Pendleton are the executive producers on behalf of Patterson Square Garden. Lead producer is Derek Gunn. Associate producer is John McNeil. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Alvin Shabazian. Original music by Weatherman. For more information about the podcast, visit gunonone.com. And please, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive rating if you're feeling the show. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.